All right, guys, welcome back to another Underground St. Louis interview, a show where we sit down with some of the best people that St. Louis has to offer who make the culture of this area so unique. I am your host, Sam Catanzaro. On this episode, we have with us the owner and chef of Diego's Cantina and Frida's St. Louis restaurants. She's also a kick-ass uh, cycling instructor, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I am. There you go. I, I did my homework. I looked, See, you I have looked to come to class to know that I kick ass. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be there. We'll do, we'll do, that'll be, that'll be a separate episode. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome uh, Natasha Kwan. Natasha, how you doing? Good. Honored to be here. That's awesome. So uh, you, we got in touch with, uh, through uh, St. Louis Restaurants United Group. Yeah, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Give us a little background for all the fans out there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Just kind of tell us what you do, um, all that, you know, how you got in, how you got started in the restaurant industry, uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, well, I currently own and operate two restaurants, uh, Frida's being the plant-based St. Louis restaurant. We've been around since uh, July of 2012. And then Diego's just opened October of 2020. So we are a brand new restaurant located right next door. And that is a Mexican concept. Oh, wow. So, yeah. um, that that's been open. Did that, when did that, that opened during COVID though. during COVID? Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. So like, uh, what is, what do some people like, did you have people that were, um, advising you against it? Were you already? no, no, absolutely not. So we actually started that project almost two years ago, mm-hmm. which is the longest project for a restaurant of uh, if that size. It's not that big, but it's just, you know, you tear down a wall. It's, you know, we had no idea what we were getting into. Yeah. Uh, we thought we could save, you know, the hood, the walk in. And it's like every time we turned around, it was like, oh, my goodness, we have to redo the entire thing. So. Two years, you know, actually it wasn't two years, it was about 23 months, almost two years, 22 months uh, to actually get that open. Of course, we were stalled by COVID because then like our doors couldn't be delivered. But, you know, all yeah. of the issues with shipping, um, just just everything, construction. So when COVID hit, we were supposed to open in May. That just that just killed us. So it ended up delaying us to an October, mid October opening. Yeah, what's weird? I was in. I used to be in the furniture industry. So like what you were saying about the doors, you know, not yeah. just not just restaurant restrictions, but just everybody was backed up. You know, like in the furniture industry, mm-hmm. it was like stuff that was coming overseas was delayed because the the dock workers were laid off, and then the boats were you know doing this, doing that. So yeah, I, I don't think people understand as a whole concept as a whole as a whole system how much covid really affects yeah and, it, and it's still going on i mean i mm-hmm. can't get tequila i can't get mezcal i can't get mexican beers you know everyone's like why can't i get this mexican beer it's like uh no one can you right. know I'm, I'm not just the only one like i've been able to get three cases of corona since april mm-hmm. that's not that's not much corona no <laughs> and, and you know what was what's funny is i was always uh <laughs> I was the type of guy to actually go to the bar during when all this started and I would when everybody when everything was still open I'd say yeah give me a corona and I and I drank corona I actually stopped drinking corona because just it was that joke that everybody would make like oh you got the rona oh, the or, ro- oh you yeah. got the corona and yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff but I think their their stocks like plummeted a little bit I think they did yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was cuz of that or what not but that's crazy so you've been in and in how long in the industry Oh, goodness. Uh, 30 years, 30, 30 plus. Years. Yeah, a little over 30. Yeah. Uh, and you uh, and went. So you were a chef and then were you a chef before you started, before you opened up your own restaurants? Or, no. Well, no? so I started out as a delivery girl, you know, right yeah. before college. Uh, 
at a pizza place up in North County. Which one? Uh, it's called Tori's Pizza. Okay. Like, no one would know about this place. It has amazing pizza. We always got complaints about our sauce being spicy. Yeah. Which is like, uh, yeah, duh, that's like the best sauce. Um, so that led into, you know, a little part-time, like, baking prep cook job throughout college. And then I had a corporate gig for a really long time in tobacco and alcohol. And I always kept, um, like, a bar job. Okay. So I bartended for over 15 years. So you were always connected to the industry. Always connected. Yeah. And I form. worked for Camel. If you remember the old Camel Clubs down in Washington Avenue. I don't, I don't know how old you are, but like I worked at 1227. This is when Velvet is around. This is back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So um, I ran that whole program, moved to Chicago, still bartended. I didn't need the money. And then, um, you know, lay after layoff after layoff because I was in marketing. It's like, oh, my goodness. Well, maybe... Maybe I should just do restaurants full time. Yeah. You know, and then uh, I always wanted to open my own and it was a 20 year dream and it finally happened. Well, that's that's good. I mean, I uh, so which one was first? Well, Frida's was first. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Frida's. Was that you didn't have one before Frida's? No. At all. no OK. So no. Frida's was first. OK. So what type of restaurant is Frida's? Uh, Frida's is a healthy comfort food restaurant. So okay. we are plant based. We have a few vegetarian items. We have like three items with um, dairy. Okay. And that's about it. I mean, we primarily focus on burgers and fries, which is like healthy, healthier versions. We're the only ones in the country that have the 100% oil-free, fat-free French fry, which is called skinny fries. Yeah. So oil-free and fat-free, there's a difference there. Well, yeah, fat-free. I mean, there's no oil. So in the amount we give you, the portion. Okay. Because there's a little fat in potato, but it's a small enough portion. Gotcha. But it is fat free. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um. And then and then you said burgers, but it's a vegetarian based. Yeah, restaurant? yeah. Are yeah. these like an like an Impossible Burger? We do carry the Impossible and Beyond. So I like to call those the Gateway Burgers because okay. like if you go from like a heavy meat diet, you don't want to like have our house made burgers because it right. might be too much of like a veggie burger. So the Beyond and the Impossible are really good like stepping stones. And then our um, scratch-made burgers, which are the most popular, are the signature Frida burger and then our black bean burger. And none of those have meat in them. It's, they're completely... No, they're 100% plant-based. Wow. Yeah, wow. super good. So, like, I personally, I'm not a vegetarian or a vegan. You know, I, I'm Italian, so I was raised on, you know, you always had a, a something meat, you know, Absolutely. meat, chicken, whatever, uh, for, for dinner. So, if I were to go to Frida's for the first time, what would you recommend like me try like Impo- I'm, I'm a vegetarian virgin yeah it, it's funny because we just built a guide online um and threw it on instagram too um the impossible or the beyond okay. so beyond is you know reminiscent of that like july 4th backyard barbecue burger because it has a kind of that smoky flavor okay and then the taco we have one giant taco wow yeah which is uh you know some people are like oh it tastes like a jack-in-the-box taco it, it, it's huge and is made with a brown rice tortilla that is heated, so it doesn't taste fried, but it has the crunchiness of something like a fried shell. Mm-hmm. And then we have our um, sunflower taco meat, avocado, tomato, onion, cremini mushroom, uh, lettuce, cheese. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, like, my, my whole thing, like, I've had vegetarian food. I've never really been to a vegetarian restaurant. Uh, but for me, it, I, I always feel like it doesn't really fill me up as much will these will I feel full after yeah. I leave there yeah yeah and I think it's really being more mindful of how you feel when you eat because meat is so much heavier yeah so you're trying to if you're trying to get that same heaviness and that same fullness 
you might like, oh, I'm not hungry. But it's like drink some water, have some fiber. So it's really kind of changing your diet or that particular meal to be satiated in maybe a different way. Because we are like, as Americans, we definitely don't get the amount of fiber yeah. that we need. Um, and people are always like asking like, oh my God, you're plant-based. Where do you get your protein? Well, there's a lot of ways to get protein. Yeah. I mean, broccoli has protein. Iceberg lettuce has a little protein. So there's protein everywhere. And I think, um, you know, throughout the years, we've we've seen so many studies. There have been so many popular movies like Game Changers is out that follows like all these professional athletes with a plant-based diet, how it affects the body. I mean, from, yeah. you know, obviously health-wise, but I mean, down to it, all the guys love the, you know, erection information on game changers if you haven't if you haven't seen it guys well, like, i am checking out that seriously movie. Yes. like these nfl players they're like three of them and they eat like a black bean burrito and they have this device on them that they wear during the sleep and it really it measures everything i mean blood flow so we always joke in the plant-based world my my buddy karen dugan of uh, center for plant-based living st louis veg girl that um you know ed is the canary in the coal mine so if something's not working there, something's not working in a lot of places. So yeah. I mean, it's almost always, you know, can be rectified by diet. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm a big uh, MMA fan. I watch, And I know like a lot of MMA fighters have gone vegan or are vegetarian because yeah. of recovery. And it's like, oh, whoa. Abs- absolutely recovery. I mean, we feed half the blues teams. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's crazy. Um, okay, so Frida's restaurant, uh, plant based, vegetarian, and then, like you said, you just opened up Diego's Cantina. Yeah, totally different. Totally different. <laughs> okay, so go on. So what what type of restaurant is Diego's Cantina? Uh, Diego's is Mexican, so it's more traditional Mexican opposed to like Tex Mex. Okay. So we have a lot of items that you're that you would see in like Mexico City, coaster tacos, that kind of thing. The main difference, we are still on the healthier end. Uh, you know, we don't cook a lot in oil, that kind of thing. And we only serve seafood and chicken. So we do not do bo- uh, beef or pork. Really? Mm-hmm. Is there is there a reason? Is it just is it cheaper? Is it more like the recipe styles that you use? No, uh, I grew up in a, I grew up in Potosi, Missouri. OK. And we had two cattle farms just south of us. Um, so I grew up with cattle. And I, I love these guys. I mean, they were like my little cows on the farm. And, <laughs> they were um, family. You, yeah. they, were, they were total family. And, uh, I mean, I saw animals get slaughtered, you know. I uh. mean, it's, it's the, the whole farm life. So I had a real big reaction to that, where the majority of the people in my family had no problem. I mean, right. my sister could slaughter an animal. We'd go fishing. She'd have no problem cutting the It's funny off. how well, it's I'm like freaking out. one extreme or the other. Yeah, like either yeah. don't do it or who cares? Right, you right. Know, there's no like in between or anything like that. Yeah, and we That's were both crazy. kids. So it's not like we were, we had this certain impression, you know, that's just, those were our reactions. So yeah. she, her diet's very different from mine. I'm more, you know, animal, you know, welfare, that kind of thing. Um, she still is diehard meat eater. And okay. Yeah. I'd rather have like a salad. Okay. <laughs> so, so Diego's, Diego's Cantina then, uh, that's, that's Mexican. And, yeah. and, and, and you, you said not Tex-Mex. What do you think, uh, is the percentage is the ratio, uh, between the Tex-Mex style, quote unquote, restaurants here in the United States versus actual authentic Mexican cuisine. You know, I wouldn't be able to to talk to that in terms of like statistics because, yeah. you know, we're smack dab in the middle of the U.S. That's um, true. I lived in Chicago 
I mean, real Mexican all over, right? I mean, I never went to a Tex-Mex restaurant in Chicago because you don't have to. I mean, I lived right next door to the best taqueria, at least in my mind, which was, uh, oh, my God, it doesn't even matter. But uh, <laughs> what the name was, I got so fat eating there. Oh, my God. I was like 150 pounds, and I'm only 5'1". I was, was going to say, really... we had to we had to adjust the camera when, when you came in at first before we put on you. Because I was little. like, I was like yeah. she's so little, and usually, like, <laughs> that's where that's where uh, Tyrese sits. And, he, and he's just huge. He's he's over six feet tall, you know, yeah. big, broad shoulders and stuff like that. So, yeah, I was adjusting the camera. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh, so you, uh, but Mexican, authentic Mexican. Would you rather yeah. have authentic Mexican than oh one hundred percent yeah yeah I mean we you own did, a Mexican restaurant yeah I so. mean we did add you know <laughs> we did add a dish to the menu just this past week called the El Americano which is because we primarily just deal in small plates right mm-hmm. so it's like one taco like you can get a taco you can get guacamole a esquita so you just kind of build your own but people so many people and this is kind of the American thing um, want the whole platter. Which we weren't doing that. So the El Americano is a giant platter, and it's three tacos, beans, rice, guacamole, lettuce, tomato, uh, or pico, you know, crema, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So, oh, wow. And, and we're selling a ton of it because I'm just like, you know what, why, why the hell not? It's America. I can't say that, you know, this isn't happening. Um, but it's, it's been really popular. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love I love it, though. I'm not I'm not a huge uh, Mexican cuisine guy, uh, but I did take Spanish in school. And I love it when you go there and somebody's like, yeah, can I get a polo loco or something like that? And they mispronounce all the it's like, no, it's pollo. You know, two L's is a Y sound. Uh, that does make me laugh, though. Yeah, when, it's um, yeah, it, it's hard because half of our menu is in Spanish. Uh huh. And it's like, oh, shit, maybe it needs to be in English. Like, I don't like I used to work at Modesto. Remember that restaurant? No. Nah. It was the Spanish tapas restaurant on the hill, which was amazing. It was, Whoa, was so that on, Was good. that on like Southwest and uh, Arsenal? No. No. What, what's no. the one on? I think it's Southwest and Arsenal right there. I have there. no idea. There was one. This was like, I mean, there aren't much Spanish tapas res- restaurants. Yeah. Here. There was there was one on. Uh, was that was that Southwest and Arsenal? I can't I can't can't remember. But there, yeah, there was, uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was all in Spanish. Was and the it? computer was in Spanish. I was like, oh my God, what did that person say? El Pol de Gas, El Pol de Gas, El Pol de Gas. Okay, meatballs, meatballs. I got it. I got <laughs> it. Funny. Now, where is it? Like, there's a, there's also there's also a span there's a Spanish one with uh, Guidos. It's in with Guidos, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, What's yeah. That so one? that's Italian and Spanish. I yeah. think the wife is it's one of them. Something, like it's a yeah. it's a married couple and one's Italian and one's Spanish, and it's like I've never been there, and it just seems like such a perfect combination. Yeah, oh, I yeah. love Spanish food. It's very uh, there's probably a lot of tempers flying there, you know, between the Hispanic culture and then the Italian culture and all yeah. that. Yeah, I would hate to see like an argument. And it's a kitchen anyway. I mean, right? Exactly. Well, we were talking that you know before the show that you know people in the food industry just have mouths on them. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they cuss like drunken sailors it's yeah it's my customers would be would be amazed what comes out of my mouth that's crazy <laughs> that's that's not like yeah because it's like there's two of you there's one where you're out with everybody at the table you know hi how are you and then you go on back where the fuck is this i know fish? where the fuck oh fuck, man fuck. oh man that's that's why i love i love watching uh like chef uh ramsey because oh, yeah, he's, he's a, a he's a good he's a cool guy but like that hell's kitchen when it first came out people are like ah you know this is a little too uh, you know, risque and all that kind of stuff. It's like, no, that's what the fuck goes on 
behind the scenes in these kitchens. I mean, you're yelling, yeah. you're doing this. So it, yeah. it's it's different though. I mean, the scene has changed so much. You know, the older chefs can't get away with that kind of stuff. I mean, I know some chefs that have like put <laughs> taken like people's heads and like stuffed it into a trash can in the oh, kitchen. Shit. And it's like, you know, these days you can't say anything. Everyone's on like, you know, stepping on I don't know fucking eggshells and yeah you know I get yeah. it you know everything has to be like PC and blah 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 and it's like you can't say that I mean we're a different you know my restaurants are female owned so it's totally totally yeah. different and there's a whole like respect like there are certain things like if even like you know how people casually say like well that's retarded I'm like you cannot like we have meetings like you cannot use that type of language and I've always mm-hmm. been kind of like that I used to do marketing for um SSM Healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. And in their training, because we were the mar- agency of record, like you in, in their meetings, you couldn't say like, oh, well, what are the bullet points? You know, I mean, typical like, oh, you can't say bullet points because that's a language of violence. Because a bullet? Because a bullet. And, wow. and it's, you know, while most people would roll your eyes and, yeah. you know, half the time my team would, you know, like, oh, my God, whatever. We have to change our vocabulary. It's like. Well, no, there is a point to it because words do mean so much and we're already so desensitized with the music that's on, you know, and nowadays it's so disrespectful of like women and like I don't allow like any, you know, rap in the that goes against like women and it has bad words and stuff like that. And in my kitchens, like, no, you can't you can't do that. It's degrading. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't lead to a positive work environment like let's just all be happy let's listen yeah. to the 70s or something i don't know some crap yeah like just oldies yeah. or something like that yeah something i mean that, it's yeah. just as an owner it's like i don't care what you listen to on your off time but you have to have a neutral environment at least in in my in my yeah I'm yeah, see, like, yeah, with me, I'm like very libertarian with with free speech. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. You, can, you can say, you know, I'm not I'm not going to get offended. It takes a lot to offend me. Uh, but what I hate is like the hypocrisy of somebody that says you can't say that. But then, like you said, like rap or music, like some some rap songs or something like that that are degrading women or some rock and roll songs that are degrading women. And you're getting in your car and you're listening to that it's like yeah so you see the hypocrisy here but so so you're like no like yeah hey, let's, have, like, let's yeah. have it positive all the way around yeah and- it just when you're dealing with so many people mm-hmm. you know because you don't know if your colleague is you know a really religious person and goes to sunday every or goes to church every sunday you just don't know it has it in my world it has to be a neutral environment yeah you know if anything i'm probably going to be the one offending someone because i cuss a lot <laughs> So you're you're also saying like you're you're not without sin. No, I'm told, yeah. I, I mean I cuss like people on my staff cuss, but it's like not like no one offends anyone. I, but I well, think also good. like I have a staff that's been with me for a long time. And well, that, I'm that very family, very lucky. It's very family, family atmosphere is, yeah, is important I mean, in the workplace. Yeah, I mean we're family owned. I have people with me that have been there six, five, six years. You know, yeah, it's, it's good. When I was in retail, I would tell I would tell people, you know, um, hey, listen, we're here with each other on the weekends. We're here with each other on holidays. You know, we are here when we don't want to be, when we're missing our families. We need to have this family environment because if we don't have that, we're going to be miserable. Right. And yeah. and then that's going to reflect in our performance. And then customers are going to see that. And then the whole atmosphere of the store mm-hmm. uh, goes down the shitter. So, uh, well, con- uh, congratulations, because I know that um, Diego's Cantina was actually listed as top three new restaurants by Sauce Magazine. In St. Louis to try for the month of January. Yeah. So were you were you excited about that? I saw I, was. I saw a post like you were only um, 
open for like four weeks before four weeks. before then the Sam Page restrictions oh came and and now Sauce Magazine puts you in there. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, I I hope that you get a lot of. Uh, Tra- have you seen a lot more traffic since you opened? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, we just opened on Tuesday, right? So it was awful. I mean, 90% sale drop. Really? The, once the closure hit. You yeah. know, and I, I, can't, I can't believe we even got the amount of to-go orders that we did, considering we're so new. Yeah. Uh, and I have a feeling a lot of that is because I'm already so established with the other restaurant. Um, but, yeah. I mean, bad. Really? Bad. I furloughed Ugh. everyone but four people. Jeez. You know, going from really, really, really strong weekends, you know, only 50% capacity. But it, it um, yeah, mm. it was bad. I mean, so let's yeah. So let's, let's get into that. So both of your restaurants are west of Hanley, right? So that's technically St. Louis County. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So uh, even though real close to the city limits, you were under county ordinances and restrictions. Yeah, by... I think we're like a mile and a half, mile and a quarter from the city. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it, which is which is crazy because like you guys aren't quite on Del Mar. Right. right. We're just north of Del Mar. Okay. So we're Del Mar north. Well, and like in Del Mar, like you like you just drive down Del Mar, you're in the city and then you cross over and you're in U City. Right. Then. Right. So you're in you're in St. Louis, then all of a sudden you're in you're in the county and it's 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 really weird there. Um so uh back in November, Sam Page shut down indoor dining, which just recently came back on the fourth of January. Mm-hmm. I th- I think that, that all these restrictions were lifted. Uh were you shut down for indoor dining? Yes. Okay. Uh, how were you able to keep both businesses afloat? Uh, to go only. We started doing delivery, which was awful. You know, I have, you know, just to keep like one employee still employed, mm-hmm. um, maybe one, two deliveries. We ended up having to um, partner with DoorDash, you know, for further deliveries and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, no in, outdoor dining at all. I mean, we have outdoor dining, but I mean, who's, you know, some people did sit outside. We had the heaters, we have fireplaces. Uh, we didn't have tents. I don't, you know, what, what good is a tent when there's no air or clean air circulating when we That's invested true. like $10,000 getting UV air scrubbers, UVC air scrubbers for both places. So it's like yeah. you make these investments. We, we spent 15,000. For both restaurants. So and it's not just me. It's every restaurant. Like, okay, you tell us that we have to do this. Great. We'll do it because mm-hmm. we, we have to survive. And then, okay, now you're told, oh, who cares what you what you invested? Now you're shut down. And going from 50 to 0% when we're completely surrounded with St. Charles, St. Louis City, that's, <sighs> that's my problem is yeah. it wasn't thought out clearly. 25%. Contact tracing, temperature checks. There could have been so many things Mm -hmm. to do this rather than shut down, you know, the hospitality economy in St. Louis County. I've lost people, obviously, to other jobs. They went to um, St. Charles County or the city to work during the holidays. I mean, it's and I know people are, oh, my God, it needs to be safe, 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 safe. I get that. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not saying I am for not wearing a mask, not being safe. But to shut it down when we're surrounded by other things and there's there's no data. Now, people are going to argue that. Yeah. The article that came out and the day I read this article, I knew it was going to be the issue was they pinpointed restaurants. People that go out to restaurants, there's a higher chance of them having COVID because those people that tested positive went out to restaurants. 
three sentences after that statement is posted in the same article, it says, however, there is not enough data without contract tracing to make that analogy. So it's just a statement. But they linked COVID with restaurants. Right. Now you go to Dallas, you go to Miami, you go out to L.A. I mean, restaurants are shut down. New York, restaurants are shut down. Cases are still booming. Yeah. Is it restaurants? No, it's not restaurants. If if it was all the restaurants in St. Charles County or St. Louis City, we'd have a bigger surge. Where are the majority of the hospitals? In St. Louis County. So... Yeah, you know, you know. what's it's it's funny. Uh, let's go back. You mentioned uh, like the UV, you know, yeah. uh, scrubbers or all all that kind of stuff. Uh, we had we had Ben Brown of Satchmo's, the owner of Satchmo's, mm-hmm. on the show. We did an interview with him, and he said, "What about those companies that invested in those, you know, you know, air uh, circulation machines with UV right. rays to kill the germs, this and that, blah blah? They weren't taken into consideration at." all right for yeah. indoor dining and they were still banned yeah and but you could still sit outside in a damn tent so that that and that what doesn't make so, any sense it, to it me all. that yeah. that's what's so frustrating that it could have been looked at as hey if you can prove that you have a uvc scrubbers which any restaurant that did that would have the proof you have to purchase this mm-hmm. anyone that has the dividers i mean these things are not cheap so many of us there are so many thousands of restaurants in a lot of people did these investments. Why couldn't we have a conversation and say, hey, yeah. this is the checklist. You do these things, you can open. You know, if it, if it costs $5,000 for a UVC scrubber, guess what? A restaurant's probably going to do it to maintain their business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... Okay, so I mean, like this, this just hits a nerve with me because I have a small, you know, a soft spot in my heart for small business owners, and uh, and I know so many people that work in the industry and all this kind of stuff. And then with me, I'm very common sense, and as as you are, it's let's let's have a conversation. So you are west of Hanley in U City, in the in the St. Louis County. Were there any restaurants near you uh, on the city side of Hanley? You know, on Del Mar that you knew for a fact were still open for indoor dining. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mission yeah. Tacos, like the first one, I think, um, into they're the, I think they're the last building of the city on that on that street. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So one of my employees actually works at Mission Taco. Okay. Yeah. And they, and they were open? They were totally open. How far away are they from you? A mile and a quarter, okay. I think. I mean, just right down the street. You can yeah. walk there in 10 minutes. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, how does that, is that frustrating knowing that not even a couple of blocks away or, you know, right down this 10 minute walk down the street that a business is open for indoor dining, but you're not allowed to be? Yeah. Incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, I mean, like, did, was there anything uh, that was done? Like, did you, you know, were there, you know, letters written? Did you try and, uh, you know, appeal it? Did I you wrote st- all try the, and stay open? I wrote all the senators. I mean, I did, you know, everything I possibly could. Mm-hmm. To uh, voice my concern, I sent all the information to my staff. Hey, this is very important. Um, you know, because like one person had already exhausted his unemployment. So I don't know how much of my staff is going to actually contact politicians, but it's my right as a business owner as and as their employer to give them the information to to push back, you know, Um but a lot of my staff doesn't vote. And it's like, guys, you know, if you don't think your vote doesn't count, you, you, you're wrong. Yeah. 
you know, so um, it, it's been it's been very difficult, very frustrating. Uh, luckily, we're open now at 25 percent. I don't know if it'll go to 50. I don't know if we'll be shut down again. I, I have no clue. I'm hoping with the vaccine, you know, right around the corner um, that we won't be shut down and that we'll hit 50 percent in. Uh, I don't know. God, I hope four weeks. But yeah, well, I, I read I read somewhere that most of. Uh business owners, uh, restaurant owners, they say that they really don't make any profits unless their dining rooms are 75% capacity. Yeah. It's, it's hard to. Yeah. And, and that's, it's different for every owner. Yeah. It, it really depends. You own the building, how much is your rent? Um, you know, how much, what draws the owner making? You know, I haven't taken a draw in eight years. So I've only invested, I had to shut two, two, well, one business down because of COVID one shut down about two weeks before COVID. So I already lost two businesses in 2020. So, um, but yeah, you cannot survive on takeout alone unless you're a takeout business, you mm. know, pizza, Chinese, uh, they're, I mean, I have friends that own those restaurants and they're McDonald's, doing, Burger King, they're set up for drive through and all that kind of stuff. They can yeah. survive without indoor right. dining. That's, that's crazy. Um, we are going to come back. We are going to go into um, all the restrictions and stuff like that. But guys, first, a word from our sponsors. Guys, make sure you head on out to Diamond Music Hall. It is the best music venue right outside of St. Louis, located across the river in St. Peter's. They have some of the best live shows around with all kinds of genres, local talent, and national talent. Go nuts on the dance floor, get your drink on at the bars, shoot some pool, and stuff your face at Rockstar Taco Shack. Be a part of music history and enjoy yourself at Diamond Music Hall. Welcome to my bubble. Come into my bubble. Join my bubble. But before you join the bubble, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button so you can see more of me loving you, loving us in this bubble. All right. So January 4th, indoor dining resumed in St. Louis County with a 25% capacity allowed. So you're allowed to have 25% capacity in your dining room. Uh, but actually, some restaurants, though, were not even allowed that because tables must remain six feet apart is something that I read. So sometimes people can't even operate at 25% capacity. Yeah, and that's a really frustrating thing that they have not gone into detail about this because so many of us invested in plexiglass, plexiglass barriers. Mm -hmm. And the barriers I have for to separate my tables because I, I have a banquette at Frida's, that's $800. $800 to separate two tables. $800. I have, let's see, I have a lot. I have like $3,200 worth sitting in my restaurant. <laughs> but I'm only at 25%. I mean, I have, and it looks awful, but it's like, whatever, put some plants here, try to, people don't care. No, I, mean, I, I think a lot of people know like, okay, you know, they this has to be done. I went to, um, I went to Joey B's the other night um, on the hill. Yeah. And I just um, I was sitting at the booth and I looked up and they got Joey Beast has those tall booths. And mm -hmm. so and like somebody could be sitting right behind you, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I looked up and they had, you know, the plastic plexis hanging down yeah. from the ceiling and this and that. And it was all over the place. But here's the thing, like Joey B's on the hill, the way it's laid out, you have them this whole open area with tables. It's like, 
what the hell are those doing? And you know that they thought it was stupid when they put it in. They just put it in to say, you know, we got it. You know, do you think that it's kind of like a placebo effect? Some of these like plastic barriers that they're having you put up? Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it really depends on how good the air quality is, how good the airflow is mm -hmm. um, in the in the place. Um, you know, we have UVC, so at least in we keep our HVAC on mm -hmm. at all times because that's what runs the UVC. It has to go through that light to sanitize the air. But um, I don't know. I think it, it helps, you know, if you have a barrier, if you're sitting next to someone, yeah. like, you know, really, really close. Um, yeah. Most, yeah. Uh, yeah, most like, you know, when you go to like a deli or something like that, there's that sneeze glass or, you know, when yeah. you go through Subway, there's there's that, you know. Um, but yeah, I think I think what just blows my mind is you have it up. But then this is open over here and it's like, OK, you know, it can right. the virus isn't going to say, well, you know, let's we got to go through here. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I mean, how much money would you say you spent overall on just like plexis, all that kind of Shit. stuff? You know, you I'm, I'm still to... spending money. I had to buy more plexiglass for the bar. <laughs> so it's like I just spent like another like hundred and twenty bucks, which, you know, to some people is not a lot. But it's like I've been closed basically for six weeks. I don't have one hundred and twenty dollars and. So now I have the plexiglass between the people at the bar, right? So mm. that was a lot of money. Spent that. It looks good. You know, people feel safe. It, they're high. I had them custom made so they're a little taller for people like over six foot. And then um, now the, with the regulations, you have to have plexiglass between the bartender and the customer. So now I had, really? I had to buy those. Yeah. So I'm like, oh even my though God. the bartender has a mask and if the customer has a mask, yeah. if they're ordering all that, you still need plexiglass yes, between. Yes. Really? Yeah. And they don't talk about the plexiglass. It just says six feet between, you know, your tables or people at the bar. And it's like, well, what if you have plexiglass like that? It's some uh. bars that would allow only two people and you can only have two people at a at the bar. So like a party of three cannot come to the bar. It, it's a maximum party of two. Okay. Which luckily we've only had people come in twos at the bar. Right. Right. Yeah. Jeez. Ah, man. I mean, what do you, what do you do like that? You know, with like an owner, like a bartender, where you uh, you know, you say to somebody like, oh, they come in with like a group of three people, right? Hey, nope. You got to pick who's your best friend out of the two, you know, to sit up here. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it it creates awkward situations. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's the first page on our menu indicating like, hey, we are following the new guidelines by St. Louis County X, Y and Z. You know, I think in our area, because we are in the county next to Clayton, you know, we're not like St. Charles, Wentzville. Mm -hmm. We don't really we've never really had an issue with people not wearing masks or being disrespectful. Um, so it hasn't been an issue yet of like, what do you mean? It's more, it's more the norm. Yeah. In and that and area. it's like, hey, guys. I can't like I can't be shut down again. Yeah. I don't want to be I can't afford it. I have to follow the rules because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if, you know, it, a police officer who is a friend of mine. Uh, we talked several times. He's a customer at both of my restaurants. And he said, hey, they're checking. They're checking on 25 percent capacity. Really? You need to know this. And I'm just like, well, I follow the rules, whatever. And I'm just like, oh, my God, really? OK. But, you know, down the street, like Barcelona got shut down. J.P. Fields just got shut down. Wow. Um, on New Year's for, Eve. For what? Just for not following the capacity rule or being oh my open? God, like, no. Yeah, being open. Really? New Year's Eve, they got shut down at like 11.55 p.m. Or, like packed house. Like, come wow. on. Come on. You're not supposed to do that. Right. You know. 
I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. So what do you think of the 10 p.m. curfew then? Uh, because because that's mean, for for everybody listening right now. That was another one of the restrictions, right? 10 right. p.m. and which is funny because city is 11, and then you have St. Charles is 11. St. Charles is 11, but then you have Jeff Jefferson County, which is still 1:30. You can stay open. Till. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, nothing in my area is happening, but a 10 p.m. curfew because this is the issue because we had to kick some people out. Our kitchen now closes at nine, not 10, because at nine o'clock, okay, you can eat. We call last call on alcohol at 930 now, and now you have to be out by 10. Mm-hmm. And it's like, eh, you know, I, I could still, if we were open to 10, we would make, you know, more money. Right. Um, You know, unfortunately. What, what were you, what, what did you used to be open till before, before this? So you, would, you were open till 10 anyway. Yeah. Okay. But when would you do like a last call? Was, oh, was like it still 930? Yeah, but still, I mean, okay. if people are sitting at the bar, if we get someone in at 945, you know, depending on how many people, because right. we don't want to lose money. That That's a, right. another thing. It's like, eh, I let two people in. What am I going to make? $30. It's going to cost me $100 to make that 30 No, we're cutting it off and saying we're closing. Yeah. Um, is it? Is it just, does it more frustrate you now that it's out of your hands to say when or when you don't, when or when you close? Yeah, it, it, it is frustrating. And, you know, I understand a curfew, right? I always say nothing good is going to happen after like midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm older now, too. So it's like there is no there's no other place. What what a curfew does is you don't go to that second place for the cocktail or for the shots or or things like that. You mm-hmm. know, it used to be like, we're going to go here for dinner and then we're going to go here for, yeah, for after drinks. dinner yeah. drinks, yeah, you know, because because yeah. that's what you do. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and, and people miss that. And, it, and it's part of what we had pre-COVID. I think a curfew like that would be great if it was at 50%. At 25%, really, what's going to happen? Have yeah. an 11 o'clock curfew. You know? Yeah. I, well, I mean, the, the city, the city's open till 11. So it's like, and like you right. said, you know, so you close at 10. Where do you think those people are going to go for a drink? They're probably going to go down the street to like Mission Taco. Precisely. Who's, o- who's yeah. open. And yeah. it, it's crazy. And you really can't, you're not going to stop it. Yeah. Those six weeks that we were closed, I, I shit you not. You know, half the people I know is like, I'm like, hey, what do you do this weekend? Oh my God. So we went to this restaurant in St. Charles and I'm just like, there you go. You know, and it, it's killing the local economy in yeah. St. Louis County. And there's, it is just really, really, really frustrating. And so many places closed. Does that, does that worry you that, People are going to St. Charles County. People are going to Jefferson County because of the less restrictions and that that might have a let, let's say that we open up 100 percent capacity tomorrow. Do you think that that has had longer lasting um, effects on your business? I don't think so, because I don't think people are going to take the track. What it does, what does happen is if you go all the way out to St. Charles County and have a few drinks, then you're risking your life driving home. Well, yeah, D- DUIs, you know, DUIs, DWIs, DWIs. Um, even, even just even just car accidents in general. Just you car can just, accidents. Yeah, you can just, yeah, you can but, just hurt. you know, people usually have a few drinks at dinner, and then it's like you are all the way out in the county now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, maybe they have a sober driver. I don't know, Uber. <laughs> Uber, yeah. You know what, Uber... But, has been great. Uber came... It really started getting big when I was in college... And mm-hmm. so that I know Uber saved my ass more than more times than I can count. Uber's great. Uber's great. I Ubered over here. That's good. That's great. I yeah. don't like to drive. But, I, I mean, my car's at the shop, but you know. When when it, when stuff when times were getting tough for me, I started Uber driving. 
you know, just yeah, like going yeah. around. You can make you can make a few extra here, a few extra here. Yep. Um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, get all right. So let's get back to what um, you know, with all these restrictions. Um, I'm gonna read a quote from Mike Duffy, uh, owner of Mike Duffy's in Kirkwood, and he had this to say to KMOV. He said. Uh, quote, we're just full of joy that we're able to be open. While I'm still having to pay 100% of the rent while using just 25% of my dining room, it's better than being restricted to just go and carry out order, or ju- to just to go and carry out orders. Uh, end quote. What do you have to say about this? Um, are you, you know... I agree 100%. To, I mean, I, pay. I, st- I had to pay way before we were even open, you yeah. know, like I have a ton of rent, you know, to almost two years into that project. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we're all ecstatic that we're open. And I, I mean, we were slammed this weekend. I mean, busier than we anticipated. I think well, what, that's good. Yeah, precisely. Um, I think what a lot of people don't know, restaurant owners are are the ones that are going to pivot. They're constantly making changes for survival, right? That that is what we do. We give, we donate, we give to charitable organizations, we feed the needy, we do all kinds of things for people and for our own communities. We have had to develop so many different strategies. So now, say Mike Duffy's, you know, that that's where you go watch a game, right? Mike mm-hmm. Duffy's has been around forever. Yeah. That might not be the place to get carryout, but they had to pivot. Okay, now what's go- now it's going to sell carryout. What kind of deals are we going to be able to have? How are we going to be able to re-strategize, get something in someone's hands so they order from us and not not someone else? Mm-hmm. And that's what we've all had to do to strategizing. I mean, if you follow any restaurant on Insta, Facebook, you're looking at them like, oh my god, now they're doing this, now they're doing that, now they're doing a pop up, now they're doing a collaboration. We are pulling out every possible thing we can to make a dollar because none of us are making the money we need to to survive. Rents probably aren't being paid. People are being furloughed. We Now it's like we had to furlough the majority of our staff. Do you think all of them are back? No, we have a skeletal crew. Can we bring other people back? Other people got other jobs. So, well, Like you said, going out to St. Charles, going yeah, down exactly, to Jefferson County. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's now we have to start over. It's like, okay, now we have to get more employees. Now we have to do this. Now we have to train. And, oh, great. I'm so glad that we were so busy at 25%. But guess what? I still had 80% of my business coming in through carryout now. So now it's like, okay, now now how long is carryout going to take? Now I still have someone doing deliveries. When am I going to knock off the deliveries when we're at 50%? Mm. So every restaurant or a lot of us have had to make these changes that I think the general public doesn't know what kind of pivots because now we're not just in the restaurant, the hospitality industry serving a customer in our actual dining room. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing so many other things. They, they don't know what kind of hoops you are jumping through as, as a small business owner. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, especially if they've never been even connected to the restaurant industry. I love, I love talking to people that have not, ever had a job in the restaurant industry don't know anybody in the restaurant industry, don't even have a basic not just basic knowledge of just how a business works and they like to make judgments mm-hmm. on you guys like mm-hmm. well they're open how dare they you know it's like uh but i mean paying 100 percent of rent and only allow 25 percent capacity and yeah we're pretty busy at 25 percent capacity but hey guess what there's another 75 percent capacity that i could be utilizing here um are you receiving 
any financial aid from the county, state, federal governments, or and has there been talks of financial aid for uh, St. Louis County restaurants at all? Uh, I know St. Louis County was giving the, like five grand or whatever. Um, like Frida's did get the PPP. We ran through that. Um, That's what a lot of summer. people have said. Yeah, yeah. and then Diego's doesn't qualify for anything because we're new. Mm. Nothing. And that, yeah, that's a big project. That's great. You know, luckily we don't have investors to, to, you know, talk to, to, you know, manage us. You know, it's that's my still husband your, and I. That's still your baby. That's still oh your guys' baby. I mean, that, yeah. that's all of our money. That's, uh. It's like there is no, no choice of failure. So the 5000 you said from the county or whatever. 5000 doesn't even cover that's, rent. Yeah. I mean, 5000 is like an electric bill. Yeah. You know, that, and I think a lot of people don't understand how much rent is for a restaurant. I mean, some people are paying twenty grand a month. Jeez. Some, peop- some people are lucky to pay, you know, 3500 a month. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are paying 10 plus. And, <sighs> you know, 10 plus, then you add your salaries in, you know, for... 5000 is a drop, drop in the bucket. Though. Well, I mean, sometimes it takes, you know, like on a day just to break even. I mean, you would need to ring like four grand. Just, you know, that's a break-even point for salaries, operations, um, you know, the whole, the the little bang, the whole little bang. Oh, my God. <laughs> my God. It's just, it, it's crazy. It, it really is. Just, you know, what's crazy is, like, the common sense. Like, no one's talking about this. No one is bringing up. It's, it's almost like we have tunnel vision. We're so worried about this, but we're not seeing... You, we're so worried about COVID and keep, you know, saving lives. I want to save lives too. I don't want people to die. I don't want people to get sick. I don't want people to lose loved ones. But what about the people that can't pay their bills? Or like you said, you and your husband, your whole livelihood is put into this restaurant hoping that it does well. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's not like you guys have incompetence that it's not doing well. It's not like you guys are bad, you know, uh, managers or bad owners. It's the fact that people are putting handcuffs on you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's hard, you know, it's like you can't, there, there's nothing we could do. You know, we could be a Satchmo's and, and risk, you know, being completely shut down, losing our, our business license or, you know, health department license, whatever, but. Uh, yeah, he had his taken away after the yeah. press conference. I mean, right away, Sam Page went, went out there and, or not Sam Page, but, you know, uh, officials or whatever, and they pulled the license. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, and, and we did the math. We're like, okay, we could, it actually would make, better sense financially if we just you know because we don't we only have one person on salary you know to keep our our one person on salary and just shut down because you know our rent is you know x amount his salary is x amount and it's like okay well that would only be this much loss Mm -hmm. but no we'll stay open because we don't want people to forget about us because we just opened up so we'll stay open and hope we don't lose more than twenty thousand in four weeks And, and that those are the things that you know we lost a little less than 20000 in one month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but there are restaurants that lost 80000 $100,000. Like, and those are real dollars. These are people that employ people. There are owners that have kept their employees on that don't have the money to keep them on. I mean, I've kept people on this entire time that I can't afford to keep on, but they have families, yeah. they, you know? So it's just like... You're, you're, you're definitely in a rock and a hard place. It, it absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, I can't bear to lose that employee. They've been with me for years. Uh. So, well, I'll just figure out how to keep you on. Whatever. Go, go wipe that down again. Yeah. You know, like it, everything is clean, but just go do that again. You know, and 
I think everyone realizes how grateful, you know, they're grateful that they still have their jobs, but it has been really, really, really tough. Mm. I can't, I can't even imagine being, being in that position uh, where the decisions that you make affect so many other people's just livelihoods, you know, and it's, uh, it's crazy. So let's, uh, we talked about, you know, handcuffs being on, uh, I'm going to read you, I'm going to read you this, then we're going to go over it. So this is from an article on, uh, KMOV and it says the new restrictions also require restaurants to get the name, cell phone number, or email address of everyone <laughs> dining in. So in, in the case of an outbreak, the county health department is able to do contact tracing. According to the county health department, restaurants are asked to collect contact information from at least one person per party and to hold onto that information for 14 days. If it's needed for contact tracing due to an outbreak, the information then becomes pr protected by HIPAA under federal law, according to St. Louis County Executive Dr. Sam Page. Uh, if the information is no longer needed after the 14-day period, the county asks restaurants to destroy the information. Some diners said they're not too keen on giving out their private information. Do you think this is a good idea? <laughs> oh man <laughs> i know it's a loaded question it's, no and, yeah. no it's 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 funny i mean this is a big conversation um do i think it's a good idea <laughs> yeah sure yeah oh why not hey get get some information it's only being taken at restaurants which yeah. i totally totally don't agree with yeah. what so so someone said if someone were to call us and say hey i have covid okay what are, what are we supposed to do shut the restaurant down where were you did you have a mask on how long were you how long were you with us? Who did you? Your chefs, not the you know, doctors. It, you know? Exactly. And well, one, so in the beginning of COVID, this would happen. You know, restaurants would shut down. We were aware that, you know, Mr. Simpson at table C23 has developed COVID. We're going to sanitize the place, shut down for, you know, 10 days, have the staff tested. Nowadays, you know, we have more data, more knowledge. Mm -hmm. Just two days ago, there was an article put out that five things you no longer have to do because of COVID. Stop sanitizing your hands as much. It doesn't come from surfaces. You don't have to wipe down bags, groceries, post office deliveries, blah, 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 blah. So this is a new thing. So all that data, right? You can go into urgent care. You ever Have you been to urgent care? Have you gotten COVID tested? I mean... I've been I've been to urgent care. I went to urgent care. What's funny is right when this started happening, where I worked... Uh, four employees of mine tested positive for influenza A. Oh wow! Yeah, and I for the for the past few days I had not been feeling well, and I was just you know like just stuffy nose, just tired, mm -hmm. achy, this and that, blah, blah. And they all tested positive for influenza A, and I was like, well, shit. And this was right. I want to say this was in February, right when it was coming on. And I went to urgent care, and I said, yeah, you know, I had four people with the flu. They actually gave me a mask. And I remember this woman coming in as I'm in the waiting room and said, do I need to test for COVID? And the doctor's turning her away and saying, it's not a big deal if you're not showing any symptoms. I can only imagine that was that was right when it started. I can only yeah. imagine what it's like now. Well, now it's like, you know, you, you would expect people like, oh, and hazmat suits and right. everything. No, it's like a. A mask that's, you know, two-ply cotton is totally fine. You don't need an N95. No, you know, every, yeah. every nurse is wearing whatever mask they got I've walked in with or a eBay. damn bandana on. I had yeah, a bandana. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's not, I don't think it's as bad as people, as we once thought it was back mm -hmm. in the beginning um, at all, knowing that it's not living on surfaces and things like that. So going back to your, your question about the contact tracing, 
what is that what is that going to do what is a restaurant supposed to do if you're saying hey we have to contact trace if there's an outbreak shouldn't we know exactly what the protocol is if someone were to call us and say hey guess what i've come down with covid i'm covid positive i might have you know infected your staff or whatever but i mean were you making out with the staff i mean so it's you have to be in front of a person for an x amount of time in a closed environment to to be able to get covid you're not going to get covid by you know walking by someone yeah uh, unless they cough on you right you know and whatever it gets in your eyes um but so the chances are sharing a drink or something like that you know did somebody accidentally pick up a drink at the right. table in, there, in yeah. canopy they say it can't be uh put through food or drink really yeah really so yeah I, so then I what don't, so then i don't what's know the about whole... that so i don't know about the contract tracing. we're yeah. doing it and i tell you what we have gotten a few times the <laughs> <laughs> you know hey my name my name is you know joe blow my number is one eight hundred Fox Sam Page. I mean, we've gotten that from from several people. That's that was from my attorneys, next from doctors. I mean, it's like people are like, yeah, yeah. Here's my number, and we're like, hey, okay. So, so you 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 already you are already seeing people starting to fudge their information. One hundred percent. Day one, first person. Really? Yes. <laughs> and that was someone in the medical community. Oh my god. Yeah. It's so like. Okay, what do you say then to that? You obviously know it's we're not going to argue. I mean, we know our we know them. our regulars. I mean, right. we know their phone numbers half the time because they call us for orders. But um, you know, I'm not going to argue with someone. Right, it's not my place to say, "Hey, is is that your number?" I mean, you could give me a one when it should be a three. I'm not going to, you know. I mean, what are you like? Are you the information police? You know, like, do you work for you know? That's Precisely. the whole thing. And and, it, and it's hard to get too. I mean, what I'm supposed to have another employee? Yeah, I can't afford another employee to get that phone number. I mean, the, gratefully, the majority of the people coming in already have reservations. So, well, that's good. Um, okay, so would I mean, would you personally, if you went to a restaurant, okay, to dine out, would you personally feel comfortable giving out your contact information? Like like your you know full name, phone number, address, email address, whatever they're asking for, um, when you dined out. I mean, I guess you know I'm not going to be dis- disrespectful to the to the establishment. They're mm-hmm. doing what they have to do to stay open, and I think at this point we'll do anything to to just be open. Okay. We we need the money. Gotcha. You know, would I give false information? Probably not. Okay. You know, I'm a texter. It's like yeah, you can send me promotions on my phone, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I mean, just you as a person, you're not you're not like that. But I'm you're not, not you're like also that. not going to hold it against somebody that might you know fudge a you know instead no, of a five a, do a all. three or something. I don't give it. You know, okay. it's a it's a free world. Like you can do whatever. Hey, you know, I'm I'm so glad that you're coming and dining with me because you have a million choices, and I hope every choice you make is local. Good, good. Um, okay, so you talked about why are restaurants the only ones doing it? Home Depot. Lowe's, Walmart, Target, why should they not? Hair salons, yeah. freaking tattoo places. And I'm ama- they probably already have the information because you have to sign waivers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously not at like Home Depot and right. stuff. Uh, well, I know what Sam Page is doing. I mean, it's like you're in a place without a mask. And that's that was his whole argument. Mm-hmm. It's it's more dangerous. You're you're there without a mask. You know, and what's what's crazy is uh, we had 
Ben Brown on from Satchmo's, and he was saying that he knows for a fact, like in some of these places like Home Depot or Walmart, they're all wearing masks out, um, you know, on the floor helping customers. But when it comes time, there's a small break room in the back that they're all going to masks off and eating. Why would you not? You get what you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and then they're they're going after uh, restaurants and saying, no, you got to social distance. Sam Page has an ex-girlfriend that must own a restaurant. Really? No, I'm you think kidding. so? You think so? <laughs> and this is his way of getting back to her. <laughs> yeah, I really don't like her. So this is oh, take that. Remember when you cheated on me in college? Remember when you didn't <laughs> when you didn't go to prom with me? Oh man. Uh, um, all right. So yeah, so a customer at Mike Duffy's, uh, again, this is on the same article, they said a uh, quote, if things continue i don't know how long people will still go through all these protocols that are arbitrarily forced upon us big brothers everywhere and now you're going to have big brother in the restaurants as well so there's a limit as to how much we're going to take do you think that because of all these protocols uh and and everything put into place these restrictions uh having to give personal information doing this doing that do you think that it will hurt the dining business in st louis Worse than it already is. I don't think it'll hurt um, the dining business. I think a lot of restaurants will say, screw you, 25%. I'll do 40, I'll do 50, I'll do 60, whatever mm-hmm. I need to, to do to survive. Luckily, spring is, what, 70 days away, 68, something like that. Oh, um, man. So we're only just a few months away to nicer weather, meaning patio weather and things like that. Um, you go to Florida. Like, I was just in Florida, and shit is open. Yeah. I mean, 100%. Yeah, like we in, yeah. And there are I mean seriously the cases aren't aren't any higher. Yeah. So, you know, we have to look at data like that. We a lot of people are only looking at the news here and only believing like one thing and I and I do understand. I'm not saying that COVID is not real that it is not something serious. But also and I can't remember the, the gentleman's name if if you go out to eat, if if you were scared, do not go out to a restaurant where you feel uncomfortable. Mhm. If you are young enough, well enough, whatever, or if you are comfortable going out to a restaurant, eating without a mask, being in an environment like that, yeah. then then go. Why? Why should you be stopped? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think, you know, before, before we sat down and actually started the podcast, um, I asked you, I said, you know, I, I told you, I said, I said, hey, if you want to take it, if you want to leave your mask on, you can leave it on. If you want to take it off, I have I have no problem with it. And you were saying, oh, you know, family members and stuff like that that are older. That is your, you know, right. You, you know, you choose right, to, right. to wear the mask. I choose not to, you know, and um, it's it's kind of like we should be free to make our own decisions. Just like, hey, if you wanted to go out to dinner and dine out somewhere. That's on you. That is your choice. Right. If you choose not to, fine. If I want to go out and have a drink or go out to dinner, that's my choice. That's fine. I know the risks of going out. I know COVID's mm-hmm. out there. I'm not saying that it's fake. You know the risks of going out there. You also know that probably if you stay inside, it might be a little bit safer than, you know, going out into a public place. All that kind of, But I think I think people want just that freedom to make their own decision. Right. Yeah. And is is 20 holding us at 25 percent is that really doing anything to, I, I don't know yeah right i mean we don't know we're surrounded by open and 50 percent which the numbers aren't getting any higher so uh. yeah. well and they, they talk about hospital rates i know and i talked to a uh, a buddy of mine a really good friend um he is an rn at barnes jewish 
And he said that a lot of these cases coming in are outside yeah. of St. Louis County mm-hmm. because we have the best hospitals Precisely. Here. And all the all the St. Louis County hospitals that, that are having, people are coming in because we have the best hospitals here. He says, You'll, you're going to see that anywhere. And we're surrounded by like Jefferson County, Franklin Co- County, St. Charles County, yeah. Washington County. That are, there are big open spots that aren't as populated as the greater St. Louis area. Mm-hmm. So, of course... We're going to yeah, have more, exa- yeah. you know, and they're, and they're not, they're not paying our taxes They're not, you know, they're not from here. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I grew up in Potosi, like, you know, that's, that's what Jefferson, is that Washington County? Washington well, yeah. County, I think. Okay. I mean, it's an hour away. It's, it's pretty far away, yeah. but, um, yeah, it, it's not the people here. Yeah. But the, but the surges we had, which no one ever talked about. Okay. Okay. We kept school in. Right. But then you have all these college kids coming home. You know, that that brought on a surge. Luckily, you know, Christmas and New Year's didn't bring on like giant surges. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I just hope that, you know, Sam Page doesn't decide, you know, to limit us to out or, um, you know, curbside delivery, you know, to go only. I, I'm hoping 25 percent is is it. And then we get to go up to 50 percent soon. Gotcha. All right, so let's talk about hope. Let's. Uh, what do you hope for the future of your restaurants, your personal business, the food industry in St. Louis, St. Louis County in general? Go for it. Well, let's talk about this vaccine. So, um, you know, there, there's, I don't know how much you've been reading or keeping up on it. There hasn't been, you know, a really good strategy on the vaccine has been, you know, the states are now determining. Are you talking like distribution? Yeah, distribution. So it's like, when are people going to be able to get it? Um, I know hospital workers are still getting it. Doctors, nurses, I think dentists are next. I'm hoping dental hygienists are in there too, because they do so much of the work as well. Um, But then, you know, essential workers. Is the restaurant industry part of those essential workers? I heard we're on the bottom of the totem pole on that. But anyway, I think once we have an answer, kind of a timeline, uh, at least like, I don't know, a quarter, like is it second quarter 21? Um, once we know, I think that will be really helpful. Uh, I think the restaurants that have been able to make it this far will stay in business, I hope to God. Um, and, you know, just hoping that nothing changes in St. Louis County that our numbers continue to kind of like stay low or be flat, that there aren't, you know, major surges to, to move us down to a uh, takeout protocol again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some type of aid. I mean, this is going to be really, really hard for a lot of us to overcome financially. Yeah. I think, I think I was talking to my mother and uh, I said, here's, here's the thing with businesses. They are being forced to stop. It's not like a business is being closed because of incompetence. You're being forced to shut down right. or being forced to restrict, you know, numbers. Yeah. There that, needs to be some type of aid. And from the county precisely. itself, from the county government, because they're the ones forcing this. Yeah. And unfortunately, the Restaurant Act did not get put into the second round of PPP, mm. which would have helped restaurants alone. And the restaurants are the ones being hit throughout the country. I mean, L.A., we think we have it bad. Poor Los Angeles. I mean, they are completely shut down. Yeah, shut down. Did you see? Did you see that video of the woman? Um, it, it went viral, and she comes out, and she spent so much money on outdoor dining, and she comes out, and she's doing a video of, of for Mayor Garcetti saying, "Why are you allowing this?" They said that outdoor dining is now 
illegal yeah, and you can't I, do outdoor dining. And then they set up an outdoor movie theater. Oh, uh, is that how they're getting the, away yeah. with it? Yeah, they set up. Well, no, no, that's not how they're getting away with it. The mayor allowed the movie industry to theater companies to set up outdoor theaters under a tent with benches and all that kind of stuff to watch um, movies, to screen movies. And you could, I guess you could bring your own food or whatever. But her business, which is in the same lot that she spent money to convert to outdoor dining, she can't even have outdoor dining. Oh, my God. And she was, I don't know if it's been resolved or anything like that, but she is crying in this video, no talking about this. And then she did so many interviews. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it really is heartbreaking to see because like you said, this is your livelihood. Yeah. It's not like you have investors and all that kind of stuff. This is your hard earned money that you're, you know, putting in and hoping it goes well. Yeah, so. I mean, we looked into, I mean, it was just like, there has to be a way. Can we turn into a uh, a country club? Can we can we charge $10? Can, I mean, I have friends that are lawyers. I'm like, come on, there has to be something, like something in there where I can. Some loophole. Yeah, some loophole in like everyone I asked. I mean, my husband and I were like scrambling. It's like, nope, nope, nope. So it's like, okay, uh, what else can we do? Hanukkah's coming up. I'll make knishes. I'll make matzo ball soup. And, the, and that's what chefs are doing. It's like, yeah. I'll do this. I have a collaboration with Yolklore next week. I have a collaboration with uh, Chef Berkey of, uh, you know, the vegan deli and butcher. So it's like anything any of us can to make make ends meet. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Like I know Mission Taco, their Kirkwood location. And they've been playing this for a while, but they came out with burgers. You know, Mission Taco's got yeah. burgers and a line of yep. burgers. And it's like, wow, this is innovative. And people were going there. I think their carryout business went up a little bit because yeah. it's something new. Oh, and people are like, oh, man, I got to try this. You yeah, know? now and, they're doing yeah. moles. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they're going Oaxaca now. So, really? Yeah, that, I just uh, read about it, I guess, this week. Yeah, on the moles. That's Which crazy. is kind of cool. But, like, seriously, I mean, everyone's trying to figure out, you know, it has to be a new draw, new draw, new draw. I mean, luckily, like Frida's, a lot of restaurants are, like, they don't do well in January. Mm -hmm. So, that you know, it's usually, you know, if you're a regular restaurant, it's like, Oh my God, summer's great. Patio, patio, patio. And then holiday time. You got the holiday parties, you know, yeah. all of that um, big catering thing. So that got crushed for St. Louis County. I mean, killed most restaurants. Frida's has always been kind of slow in the winter because we call it that's the um, five pound weight gain, holiday weight gain, because everyone, you know, okay. is like just overeating and stuff like that and partying, you know, maybe not so much this year, but um, come January, like Frida's has always been like packed because everyone's like, I'm so fat. I need to eat healthy. I'm going vegan for January. I'm doing dry, dry January. So everyone's on like some kick of like, I'm not doing dairy. I'm not doing meat. So some resolution type. Yeah. So yeah. every, every January we're busy and then it just goes on from there. So luckily, and we're so different there. I mean, we don't have much competition. Yeah. In St. Louis, so, you know, I don't worry about um, Frida's as much. But, um, you know, it was still really bad. So yeah. hopefully hopefully it will never get back to that again. Oh, like, fingers crossed, you know. I mean, my husband and I are, like, super positive. We do whatever. And I'm also a working owner, you know. I'm working the bar. I'm working the kitchen. I'm working the counter. I'm working cleaning toilets. doesn't matter. You're in the trenches you know? with your employees. Oh, You're not yeah. just somebody, you know, polishing oh, your finger God, and no. pointing, pointing, pointing. And, and that, I've always had a problem. And, um, you know, if you can't lead by example, you're not a good leader at all. So... That's, that's inspiring right there. I yeah, kinda... I mean, it's just, you know, I, I've even had managers and it's like they manage by sitting and it's like, yeah, you're fired, man. You're you're out of here. 
Like yeah. you cannot, I do not hire someone that sits on their butt to manage. Like go do something else. Go, yeah. go to a corporation. I don't care. You're not, <laughs> you're not like gonna, gonna do well with me. So, uh, Natasha, all right. Go ahead and just uh, give a shout out your businesses. Where can people find you? Where where can they go if they want to order? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I'll start with Frida's Plant Based. Uh, we're at six twenty two North and South Road in University City. Our uh, phone number three one four seven two seven sixty five hundred. You can order online. Check out our menu at eat at Frida's dot com. Then right next door, that's Frida's. We have Diego. So Frida Callo. Her husband Diego Rivera. Diego's is uh, located at 630 North and South. The website is diegosstl.com. You can check out the menu, order online. And number is 314-553-9906. So Frida's and Diego's, the husband and wife uh, restaurants. There you go. There you go. Well, Natasha, thank you for coming on the show. It was lovely talking to you. Likewise. And I, I, w- I wish you and your business all the best. Seriously. Thank this you. Was, this was very eye-opening. Guys, if you have not already, go ahead and support local STL businesses like Natasha's, uh, Frida's St. Louis, and Diego's Cantina. Uh, dine out at them. You can order uh, from them. You guys do carry out and delivery, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, sure so if you guys don't want to dine in, there's there's other options too. Uh, that has been another Underground St. Louis interview, a show where we sit down with the best people of St. Louis that make this area so unique. Make sure to follow and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. We are also on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. And remember, you can always check out our website, undergroundstl.com, for exclusive content. This is Underground St. Louis signing off. And as always, we go deep. Thank you all for watching Underground STL Live. This show is brought to you by TAC Entertainment, live music and concert promotion, band management, tour management, and new talent development in the greater St. Louis area. Also, this show is brought to you by Diamond Music Hall, a premier music venue located in St. Peters, Missouri. Do not forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook and other social media platforms. Also, don't forget to visit our website at undergroundstl.com. Underground St. Louis is property of Underground Promotions, LLC. We will see you next time. And as always, we go deep.